0: Any great expectations for 2024? Be more like the Lord. Be more like Jesus. Amen. The great word that Ryan brought forward there is to allow His his Word to continue to uh, mold us into His image. Think of that. Yeah. You know, the the more the Word of God that we we hear and, and that we listen to, it changes us. It has no, it, it cannot change us. You know? And so, to be formed more like Him is to have less of the, less of the world coming into us. You know, the world can form us also. You know, thought process. And, you know, the devil's out there taking the Word of God and twisting around for you. You know, he's just trying to get, just yes, close enough uh, that you fall for it. And, uh, you know, one degree off on a, if I was going to walk to the courthouse right now, is was one degree off on, on my compass, I would still get there, you know that. But you can imagine being one degree off, headed to Cleveland. Wow. Or if the one degree is this way, end up in that state up north. See? see? You don't want to do that, No. So it's our passion, our desire, man, is to follow the Master and to be like Jesus. Everyone who's sitting here today who are born again, that is your ultimate goal. It should be. It should be, like you said earlier, really, you're never satisfied with your walk with the Lord because you won't be more like Him because you're still wrestling that flesh and blood, that that, that cardinal uh, trap that you're in or uh, cardinal prison that you're in because it, it's still in there. You know, be there until the day he comes and gets us. Be fighting that thing. But I was thinking during praise and worship. Think about the Apostle Paul. Or think about any of our brothers and sisters around the world right now. I mean, they are, some of them are in chains. Some of them are in prison. Some of them are being beaten right now. Have all this stuff going through. And you know what? You would find them saying, He's worthy of it all. Understand that? I mean they would be in their cells standing up, praising the Lord, letting their captives hear their voices, you know. Not because they're trying to put on a show, because they can't help it. Because that's inside of them. Praising the Lord no matter where they're at. Lifting up the voices. Oh my lands. I mean I, I just whew, I can imagine what type of worship they have there in in China, underground. Churches and stuff. They might be kinda quiet. He's worthy of it all. But can you imagine the Spirit of God in the places? Oh my. And as we go into 2024, we need to learn from them a lot too. No matter where we're at, we continue to worship the Lord, you know, and exalt Him, you know. We, not just from our, our mouth itself, but our bodily actions and what we do and what we say. Woo! People watching us more and more, you know that? Because people out there are not walking for the master. Or if you hear the day you haven't committed your life to Jesus, hey, I'm glad you're here hearing the Word of God. But I'm telling you, with well, that line, there's a line that has been drawn. It's either we are for Jesus and we're following Him, or we're not. Okay? And remember, we were back a few months ago, you know, we can't be lukewarm. Understand that? We, it kind of goes back to what you are saying there earlier, Ryan, when God was speaking to you. He said, we can never be satisfied with our walk with the Lord. We want to be more and more. Otherwise, what happens? We become lukewarm. You know? And we can fall that way. We say, hey, I said a prayer 44 years ago. Or like myself. I've always talked about January 2nd, 2006, 35 p.m. If that's all I ever did, and that's why hey, I went down there, I said that prayer at the altar, I'm cool. Would I be? No. Would I be lukewarm? Would I not have learned any of the scriptures yet? Had I not learned how to, to witness, the people have a fight overcome that that bashfulness that some of us have. Amen. It's growing for you. Say, hey, come on, wake up, bud. Wake up, I'm coming. I'm coming, and I need you guys. I need your hands, your feet. I need your voices. I need your heart. I need your soul. I need everything you have. Because when we exchange, when I said, I'll take your death sentence, you take my life in you, boom, I control you now, the Lord said. You're mine. You're mine. Well, Lord, if that's true, what do you want me to do? Well, I'm glad you asked me that. Because inside the Word of God is everything He wants us to do. Amen? And then when we read that Word of God and we find out the thing that doesn't please him, we get rid of it, right? I figured a big amen back here. <laughs> Shaking her head. I thought I heard something back here, you know. Oh, man. But So in, in 2024, it's just allowing the Master... By well, the Word of God, just be com- completely to absorb us completely. Now, some of these scriptures here today, now th- the scriptures and stuff are, are uh, really uh, towards those who are born again. Hear me, okay? So, if you are not here, if, you're not, if you haven't decided to follow Jesus yet, hey, that's again, I said that's okay. You are here, you are hearing the Word of God. And so, you can't get mad at the Scriptures if you're not following Jesus. Why? Because it doesn't pertain to you. not that awesome? It's kind of like, I don't know, it's a football game, it's halftime, and the offensive line is terrible, okay? And the coach comes in and he starts screaming at the offensive line, but you play defense. Right? But does that pertain to you? No. So that's what we're saying this morning. So so these scriptures should not make you upset if you're born again following Jesus. And if you're not born again, it shouldn't upset you anyway because it doesn't pertain to you yet. Because we want to know what Jesus wants us to do. And how how does this thing work that He's given us? His Word, His life. Uh, when He says, hey, I'll meet all your needs. Isn't that pretty cool? Meet all your needs. That's awesome. Huh? I'm going to give you a few scriptures today. We're going to kind of go back and forth a little bit from last week, but following Jesus, we got to remind ourselves what it means to follow Him. And in Matthew the 16th chapter, oops, Matthew the 22nd chapter. And I'll be in Matthew a lot here this morning for a few minutes. Verse 37 and 38. And any any scriptures I'm sharing in the New Testament, I'm, I'm going to share with you from the Passion Translation. Okay. so if you're reading the words they don't quite sound the same it's the, it's the passion translation or it's more of the modern English that we speak of anymore Yep. so he's talking to the disciples which we are if we're following Christ he said now this is what you need to do the two greatest things this is number one to love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart with all the energy of your being and with every thought that is, is within you. This is a great and supreme commandment. So, oh wow, thank you, Lord. Now that should be, that should be our desire right now. Our desire that whatever we say, whatever you do, where we're going to go today, what you did yesterday, and tomorrow, and stuff, comes back to this. Love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart. Uh, with all the energy of your being and with every thought that is within you. Lord, that's what I want. Now how do we get every thought within us for the Lord? By worshiping him, by reading his word, being sold out to him. You know, that we realize that hey, being a Christian isn't a game. Following Jesus isn't a Sunday deal that we do before the football kickoff, amen. It's something we do all that we want that. You know, the passion that we have for it is that man, like I was Sherimacher's sister Vicky there for a second. He well, I was picking on you, but not picking on him, yeah. but When you come to Christ and you bent your knee and you cried out, God, save me from myself. Save me from my sins. I don't deserve it, but I I receive your forgiveness coming to my life. Boom, He comes in. You know, I'll take it. When everybody else rejected you because of what you've done and who you are. You had the right name. And you cried out there, He came in, boom. Okay now, we're going to do this thing called life together now, Jesus says. But the trouble is, I'm going to control it. Okay, you're gonna follow me, okay? Because the, the the world's still out there. That ugliness is still out there, but I rescue you from that, okay? But but I tell you what, the desire there. oh man, I love you, Lord. I, I want everything I do to please you. Now, again, is that the center of our life? We gotta check ourselves. Is it? If we're following Christ, is it to please him or is it to please ourselves? Yeah. Again, I can't answer your question, I gotta check myself. Amen. But the, what you want to do today, tomorrow, or whatever your plans are, is it? We'll glorify God, okay? Well, I, don't know, I was planning on going to go the restaurant after church today. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Amen. long you take me? Yeah, but but at the restaurant, especially if you get to a restaurant today and they're really busy and you get lousy service, oh man, be the light shining in the darkness. Be that one to compliment your waitress. You know she might have the worst day. You don't know what she did last night. You know what happened to her the day before. You don't know what is going on. The cook burned your food. Oh, okay, uh, uh, could you ask maybe you know, you know, I'm a Christian. I don't sacrifice things to <laughs> false gods. Yeah. Could he redo? it? But do it uh, politely. I saw yesterday, somebody, Friday, about uh, dinner I had one time at one of the restaurants in town. And I ordered the chicken. And it came, and I tell you what, it had two feathers on it. No, it, it was freezer burnt. It was terrible. So I ate around it. And ate what I could. After we got done, I said, hey, you might let your chef know that I think my chicken was freezer burnt. You know, just let him know the, check, the stock, you know. They come back out and say, hey, listen, you're not pay for your meal. I said, yeah, I ate everything except for the chicken. Uh, you know, uh, let me pay for it. no, being polite, But my, my main thing was is if someone else comes in and orders the same thing and they got freezer burnt chicken, they might want to check it up. Okay, just, just being uh, instead of screaming at them and throwing the plate at him, I truly meant what I, what I was doing, you know. And so that's where we get we want to be at, everything that we do that we have that desire, and folks. I'm not kidding you when I tell you. I pray a lot of times for I go to some of these department stores because I know what the chaos is. God, let, let your light shine through me. Let me be, make a difference in people's lives. That's where we want to be. And, and when the word came out, it said we have no rights anymore. You know we got to realize that as a Christian, we have. We get doesn't mean we're not talking about the rights you have in America. You had the right to vote. You have okay. We're talking about other stuff. We can't be insulted. Is what you're saying, uh, well, we would not have, hey, listen, I got the right to be upset with Daryl today. Give Vicki a break for a second. No. I have no right to be upset him. I have the right to go to you. Responsibility. Say, man, listen, Dave, you really upset me today. I come to church, you parked in my parking spot you know i always park there you know or we're here and say listen i sit in that chair every sunday you're sitting there no Or Arthur, thank god that you drove or you walked and you're sitting in that chair okay that's where we want to be well i see i've seen before where people get upset not here of course but when we get our routine last night finish up the message i always turn on the circle on TV, they had the old Opry stuff. Anybody familiar? The Circle Network. They took it off. No longer is it on my TV set anymore. They all went streaming. Oh, I was like, oh, I'm lost. I mean, we had a partnership. It would play in the background. I would talk to God. Okay. But wow. But hey, the old man would be calling them up. Where's the net? Cancel this thing. Shut it down. Right, Mom? Yep. <laughs> I know you're not my mom. Okay. But no. This peace can move me. Maybe it's time that I get rid of that part of it and listen to the Nashville sound something, you know? But not allowing things to upset us. That's where you find more peace. If you don't expect anything, you can't be disappointed, can you? Amen? In Matthew 16, verse 24. Again, the, the Passion Translation. He says, now, to us who follow following Jesus, says, now listen. If you truly want to follow Me, you should at once completely reject and disown your own life. And you must be willing to share My cross and experience it as your own. As you continually surrender to My ways. For if you choose self-sacrifice and lose your lives for My glory you will continually discover true life. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourselves, you will forfeit what you try to keep. For even if you were to gain all the wealth and power of this world with everything it could offer you at the cost of your own life, what good would it be? And what could be more viable to you than your own soul? So one thing jumps out at you is that if you gain all wealth and power, At the cost of so he's not speaking against money. Understand that, okay? He's saying if you're gonna sacrifice your walk with Jesus to gain great wealth, what's it gonna be good for you? I mean, one second after you're dead, they're gonna be fighting over your money. Amen. Pick up all cross. Again, follow Jesus. I mean, the cross with a death sentence. So I mean, we pick up our cross daily. Okay, I'm dying to myself. I'm dying to my own fleshy wants and desires and needs. My own fleshly. Not my needs, but fleshy needs. Again, nothing wrong with eating. Nothing wrong with having cars and trucks. Okay, you going back to, but everything that I have, God, belongs to you. And I recognize that. I mean, think about everything we do have. Belongs to God. The minute I leave this earth, am I taking anything with me? No, no, I'm not. I'm just, it goes back. It's God's. He made everything. Now we take the stuff He made and and we create it in different things. You know, He made the tree, but we have furniture we sit on. He made the whatever make chairs out of the metal we just form them differently you know kind of like us you know he created us in his image we fell in the sin but back in the hands of the master when we get born again he creates us back into a new subject just like we're supposed to be and awesome don't have to get down and out if we want to follow jesus Amen? If you want to. If we don't, don't pay attention to my message today. Okay? You sit and think about, oh boy, I hope the hot dogs got cheese in the day, you know? But man, if you fall in Christ, this is what He's saying here, it's going to cost us something. It's going to cost us the, the, the pleasure of the world. It's going to cost us some of the stuff we found pleasure in before we found Jesus. Okay? And it's very easy at times to start slipping back thinking about, Oh, I can remember, oh, I can remember this, and I can, oh, yeah, me, oh wait, wait, I don't remember that no more. <laughs> why? Because I was on a highway to hell back then. Woo! No, no, thank you. No, th- Catching ourselves. That's why it's awesome to hang around folks who are born again who have the same desire that you have to follow Jesus. That way encourage one another. In case you happen to start to slip, pick you back up again. But that's what it is. We have no right to our own life. Uh, as the world will see it, it's following Jesus. And again, we can't get better examples than the first disciples that we, that we talk about. Okay. Now, well, that was back here two thousand years ago. Well, I know it was. But the Antichrist spirit is still the same today it was two thousand years ago. In fact, it, it, it's getting more and more bold. You look at some of the stuff. I talked to our teacher back here. Was it Nero? I think it was. He burnt Rome and blamed the Christians for it? Huh. Think of that. He burnt Rome and blamed the Christian for doing it. He had a mouth loud enough and he said it enough times that people believed it. Amen? We see it going on today. You, know, you get a lie and speak it out, you get somebody else to, to, to believe it. And they speak it out, speak that person, the lie becomes truth in the ears of so many people. And here you come along with the truth, and you're speaking the truth, and they want to reject you and shut you up and even put you in prison because, no, no, you're going to get the clue. Fake news or lies. That's what we're up against right now. Think of that. And you've been chosen by the Master to follow Him. So I need your voice. I need your hands. I need your feet. I need your total surrender to me. Why, because man, the soul's out there to save yeah. and if you're sitting here not following Christ, your soul is here to be saved hey listen it's not a picnic following jesus amen it's not it's worth it I mean he's God he's the creator of the universe, and he chose us to share this universe with, give us strength and power, like Ryan said earlier, we can't do it on our own it's his power. His strength inside of us. He says in Matthew 10, verse 22, He says, now listen, guys, and ladies, going to follow Jesus? Truly going to be so out to Him? Expect to be hated by all because of my name. But be faithful to the end, and you will experience life and deliverance. Oh, man. Anybody like being hated? Remember the word hatred means also love less the bottom of the barrel type deal. Expect to be hated by all because of my name. But be faithful to the end and you experience life and deliverance. You can be hated just because of the name that you have. A lot of people in my day hated me because I was just, I was law enforcement. Didn't know me, they hated me anyway. Then they got to know me and still hated me. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> and with you the same way, because... As a follower of Jesus, follower of Christians, whatever, people out there who are not following a master have had bad experiences in churches. They've had bad experiences with people who claim to be followers of Jesus. Okay? So right away, man, they want nothing to do with you. And they come around you, oh, yeah, yeah, I follow Jesus. They hate you right away because they don't know you. Now, well, we have to watch out if we don't give them the reason to hate us? You know? What do you mean by that, preacher? Good question. I heard the doggy ask me that. Is that we reject them because they hate us? Oh, I know that Fernando. Yeah, he goes to that crazy church there on Main Street. Yeah, he's crazy. And Fernando hears about that. Well, it doesn't make you feel good, does it? You love Jesus. You're following the Master and stuff. So you start, you start praying for that person. Oh, Lord, I just pray that his eyes be open, Lord, and reveal the glory of You. If he comes to know you, God doesn't... Not that you don't want him to hate you. You want him to come to know Jesus. When they come to know Jesus, they're not going to hate you no more, you know? Let that be a motivation for prayer. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of you know, different churches. People say, oh, don't go to that church there. they get the snakes out at noon and pass them around. You we know, we've heard that about this church here before. A good buddy of mine I worked with. She said, oh, I'm not going there. They pass snakes around. I said, buddy, I am scared to death of snakes. <laughs> but his wife used to come here. And uh, it's probably the other church. But they used to come here quite often. She loved to hear. But anyway, I kept praying for my buddy. And you know, about five years ago, he got baptized. He found Jesus. And he's back in this area now. Uh, I worked with him for years. And so we got to let that to motivate us into prayer and not say, oh, you say about me? Look what they said about Jesus. Did they lie about Jesus? I got three yes, two maybe, and not quite sure. Yeah, they lied. In fact, we call it a kangaroo court that he went to. But I'm telling you what, what did he do? He he kept his eyes on the on the calling that God gave him. To die to rescue us. We need to do the same thing. Keep our eyes on that cross and say, okay, I'm gonna hear it temporarily. They already told me the things gonna happen. In fact, there's somewhere in the Scripture I don't have it here today or not. It says to rejoice. Rejoice and people persecute you because of them. Amen. Because I mean they see Jesus in you. Hmm. Uh Kind of all joy, amen. Yeah. Matthew 24.9, it reiterates what I just said. Jesus says to you, you can expect to be persecuted, even killed, for you will be hated by all the nation because of your love for me. Love on the Master. Wow. We put Jesus first. Yes, that's going kind of to offend some people. We go to church on Sunday. I don't have to. I want to. Well, but, 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 no, I mean, you can do what you want. There's no law that says we have to go to church on Sunday. Amen? Amen. It really isn't, guys. You know, and the commandments is, uh, of the Sabbath. Jesus fulfilled that. We go you used to have to go to the temple. You know, that was the Sabbath is Saturday, Friday night from 6 to Saturday night at 6, okay? And people argue about this all the time. Oh, I'm telling you, you can't work on Sundays. Sunday's not the Sabbath to start with. It was never part of the law, okay? But when Jesus fulfilled that, meaning you had to go, you went to the temple, you had to worship, you had to, the priest, would do this and that. You rest that day. But when Christ rose up from the grave, He's the King of King, He's the priest. We rest in Him daily. Are you not the temple of the Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. Amen? The Spirit of God, which they would go to worship on the Sabbath, now lives in the house. So really, it's like, okay, that sounds pretty cool. But it's more like okay, every day now, to rest in Him. Every day, honor Him. uh, Whatever we do. Jesus showed it to you when He was walking through the field with the disciples on the Sabbath. You Remember, you weren't allowed to cook nothing on the Sabbath. You couldn't do anything. Couldn't clean a house. Couldn't watch football. All that stuff was, but you couldn't do it. And he's walking through the fields. What's he start doing? He's picking the heads off of uh, off of wheat, and his disciples eating it. They want to put him to death because he's working on Sunday. He said, "Come off it." I'm just paraphrasing that. The dude's hungry. We want to feed him. So see, he he didn't abolish anything. He came to fulfill it. Man, yes. I and mean, then we look back in the days. These called blue Sundays. All the stores were closed, and all that stuff. You know, and I'm thinking that they were honoring uh, the Sabbath, but it wasn't the Sabbath. And again, we've been as a born again Christian, you've been delivered from that every day we honor the Lord in our life? We rest in His presence. Amen. Amen. Mm-mm. In Matthew five, 5 eleven. <coughs> my voice. I sang too much this morning. Mm. I'm exhausted. Matthew, the, <coughs> fifth chapter, verse eleven and twelve. How ecstatic you can be when people insult and persecute you and speak all kinds of cruel lies about you because of your love for me, Jesus says. So leap for joy since your heavenly reward is great. For you are being rejected the same way the prophets were before you. Mm -hmm. John 15, 18 and 21 says, Just remember, when the unbelieving world hates you, they first hated me. If you were to give your allegiance to the world, they will love and welcome you as one of their own. Mm. Have you ever been? Some of you guys have never experienced this, I understand that. But you walk into a bar and you're the know only one that's got money, and all the folks come around you. Hey, buy around! Hey, uh, buy around! Oh, man, oh, that's all right. Mm mm. How about another round? I'll buy another round. You find yourself you're spending the rent money or the food for the kids. Okay, trying to be a, a big shot, a good guy. Yeah, good guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What happens? You reach in your pocket and there's nothing there anymore. They're gone. Well, no good. Or you say, Hey, listen, I got twenty bucks left. I need that for. Oh, come on, one more drink, one more. No, I need that. No you stand staying firm on that, what happens? You're no good, you're worthless, you're only thinking about yourself. Man, and that's what he says. If you were to give your allegiance to the world, they will love and welcome you as one of their own. But because you won't align yourself with the values of this world, they will hate you. I've chosen you and taken you out of the world to be mine. So remember what I taught you, Jesus says that his servant isn't superior to his master. And since they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. And if they obey my teachings, they will also obey yours. Wow. Being like the master. We say, okay, are we there? As followers of Christ, are we there? When people, where we go, that we're allowing his light to shine more and more. And he goes back again to what we said earlier. More him surrender it. This is what it means to have a with Christ. This is what it means to be His followers. You know. Oh, a lot of people might like me because I can tell a pretty good joke once in a while. Once in a while, <laughs> I'm not responsible for jokes Carol puts in the bowls, and I understand that. But I have to watch myself at times because I, I love, I love humor. I love a joke, I love making people, but you realize the message that we bring forth is very, very serious. You know, as a follower of Christ, it's very serious. Lies are on the line. Yeah, you know, our life, if we're gonna follow Him, and this is what it means to follow Him. But the world is out there, and they need what we have. And we can't be bashful about that anymore. We gotta be able to share that as the Lord leads you. Always goes back to that. The Holy Spirit will lead you. Amen. Remember, he, he, he's what's inside of us. He he's the one that that came upon Jesus. He's the one that, that raised Christ from the grave. He lives in us and he'll lead he, he he knows the person beside you better than you do. You might have a heart you say, Oh man, I'm telling you what I'm gonna tell them about Jesus today. And the Holy Spirit not yet. Not ready yet. Well, that's kind of strange, isn't it? But his timing is always perfect, Amen. And so maybe it, things has to be taking place for that person is ready to receive, because they'll reject you, real quick, and then the door might be closed for years. That's okay. The Bible says, "Rest in the Lord." Amen. Amen. But we see, we see by the the scripture I shared here is that. Following the Master, there's going to be some painful stuff going on. I'm going to go try to bring this thing back up. Technology. Give me 30 seconds. No, I got it right here. So we see right here, following Jesus, how you going to be persecuted, you're going to be hated, people will going to turn their backs on you. Uh... But then the other ones, as time goes on, is going to rejoice. Oh, man, man, thank God you sat down beside me at the restaurant. or I'm just so thankful that you worked beside me, and you kept talking about Jesus, you know. I worked with a guy down at GE named Hummer. Remember him, Ned? Oh, Hummer, i tell you what. I am not born again. I'm 19 years old. My hair is on my shoulder. I don't want to hear about Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I'm stuck on this press with him making copper stuff and he's always on oh jesus you know i tell you you need christ in your life always witness to me you know Mm -hmm. always uplifting and and sharing about the lord (coughs) i did not want anything to do with the lord at that time but he still shared in such a way in such a way i remember our conversations (laughs) what he was doing we would say in the farm life he was just plowing a little bit he was plowing my heart to get it prepared, and my wife was plowing for me also. So he was—he wasn't afraid to, to 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 mention Jesus. I mean, to be in a place at General Electric was a great place to work and be around men. And you got a couple of them, uh, a guy named Wright, Mike Wright, also, talking about the Lord. It made an impression upon me. It didn't cause me to start following Jesus, but after a wow, I look back now, they were not afraid to talk about the Lord wherever they went. And being persecuted hated, they didn't worry about that. But we have a little bit of discomfort now and have eternity in the presence of the Lord. Think of that. A little bit of discomfort now, like the Master. Do you call going on the cross a discomfort? I think you look back from heaven today, He would say, yes, just a little discomfort. You come through it. (coughs) But, if we decide that, hey, I want nothing to do with Jesus, and we have the right to say that, <coughs> that you want to have a life where people are going to like you today, you're going to get invited to all the parties, all the places you want to go, that's up to you. But then, the minute you step into eternity, as followers of Christ, we step into the presence of God. Without Christ, we step into a place of eternal fire. Matthew twenty-five forty-one. Then He will say to those on His left, Depart from Me, cursed ones, into the eternal fire, which have been prepared for the devil and his angels. Now we're talking about eternity now, okay? Can you imagine the torment of fire? No. The heat? Mm. He says in Matthew 13, 42, He will cast them into the furnace of fire, and that place shall be where weeping and gashing of teeth. Wow, we're talking about eternity. Think about it. I don't want that. I thank God that He shows this stuff to us to encourage us. Amen. We can get to the point saying, well, "Is it worthy? Is it worth all this following Him?" Uh, well, if we want to talk, just talk about ourselves for a moment, it is. The place of fire. i says, uh, "Got another one here somewhere." He says in Matthew seven thirteen. He says, "Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad, that leads to destruction, and many are those who enter by it." So isn't it worthy worth going to the smaller gate? Otherwise, casting off the of things of this world, following the master, and have eternity in a place called heaven. Oh, and, and instead of falling into the pits of hell for eternity, and, and it's and it's is accomplished not doing that. By receiving God's love and and His forgiveness, His grace, forgive your sins and turn away from them and follow Him. You know, we have to be realized first that that there is a penalty for sin, that you're born in sin. You know, you might be the great person here. You you might give a lot of money to all the organizations. You might do all kinds of stuff. But man, if you've not received Christ as Savior Lord, if He's not the center of your life, Hell's where you're headed, and God loves us enough. That he sent His Son down here to, to take our penalties for our sins, to die for us. Wow, we receive that. He says, "Okay, listen. While you're here on this earth, love me all your heart, mind, and soul, and I want you to tell other people and follow me." Mm. Matthew thirteen forty-two. They will cast them in the furnace of fire. Again, there will be weeping and gashing of teeth. Revelation 14.11 talks about hell. He says, And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever, and they have no rest day and night. Those who worship the beast in His image, and whoever receives the mark of His name. Hmm. And then Mark 9.44. It talks about where their worm does not die, and the fire is not quenched. Whether worms is out by. I mean, just like, can you imagine a worm going through your body? boom, boom And just how, mm, Or your memory. Tormented day and night. That, to me, doesn't sound like a place I want to go. Amen? And God loves us enough. Remember, He shows us when we're born where we're headed to. Once we reach that age of accountability, that's where we're headed. He's going to rescue us from that. And when we are convinced of that, that we can tear, tear down our, our own self-image of ourselves and quit looking at other people comparing ourselves, oh, you know, <laughs> you might not be perfect, but not bad the start, are you? When we get rid of that, we look at the cross, we look at the Lord, and say, man, this is what He's shown me. And the things I have used to enjoy doing, they are sin. Even though I had every reason for every sin I ever committed. Amen? That's some pretty good sins. I did you judging me no no. and I enjoyed doing a lot of them at the time not recognizing wow what I was gambling with but I tell you when I traded my old life for this new life man I never want to go back and he gives me strength to keep going you know oh we all have tough days we have those days we remind ourselves that homicides are legal. Amen? we got to realize that, that those who are out there doing weird stuff and, and treating us the way they do is being guided by the same Spirit we once were. Amen? And man, our, our love for them, that man, we just keep praying and interceding for them and loving Jesus. Loving the Lord. They will come we'll continue this more next week. Is that okay? Amen? People say, I don't care. Let me get you out of here today, Pastor. But, yeah, I don't want to try to rush everything on that. But it's just showing us that we trust God. Love Him, and follow Him. You don't know what's going to take place tomorrow for sure. But as you follow Him, you know that God's going to be in the midst of it. You might get in there tomorrow and make a mistake. You ever make a mistake? Yeah, Amen. But God's there. He'll help us correct it. You know, sometimes we have to eat, uh, eat humble pie and repent of something we did, or we just made a, a stupid mistake. I made a lot of stupid mistakes. Not saying the mistakes I made were sinful, but I should have thought about it more. Okay, and when you got there, you know, oh man, look at this! And you buy something right away. I oh, made a good price. I saved forty bucks by for buying this. And you take it home, and Carol says, "Hey, uh, the phone's not working." Well, what am I going to do about? It? Did you pay the bill? Uh, well, but, no, but I saved forty bucks. You know what I'm saying? It's always <coughs> thinking ahead. Let God guide us on that. You know, if you're, you're here today and you're born again you gave your life to Jesus, man, I say, draw closer to Him. getting that word. Have a prayer buddy. Uh, a prayer buddy, that sounds right. partner. <laughs> Maybe a partner sounds better, okay? Uh, people that you can share your heart with and can pray with you and don't go out there and blab everything that you share with them, you know. If, if you haven't gave your life to Jesus, if you haven't received His forgiveness, however you want to put it, if you haven't ever had that transformation take place yet, yeah, I, I want to encourage you today. We're going to, we're going to sit around the table here in a little bit. We're going to have fellowship time for a lot of us. you've got questions about what it means to be born again, I would love to share with you more and more and more. I want you to know where you're getting into. I'm going to let you know that hey, it's not a picnic, but I'm telling you what, where you're headed to out Christ. There ain't no picnic either. Yeah. you talking about... Arena roast. This thing is on forever and ever. You don't want that. But it, it, it's a, there's no dumb questions when you talk to me about it. we all got questions about stuff. But we'll do, I'll do my best to explain to you. If today's a tight day for you, get a hold of me. We'll sit down and talk. Just make sure you understand what it means to be born again and following Jesus. And folks, it's well worth it. It is well worth it. Amen. Amen. May the good Lord bless you and keep you. May all the face that shine upon you and be gracious to you, and may He turn His face toward you, and give you peace. Amen. Amen.